Hello and welcome to the brand new Forerunners.app podcast with Alice and Lissy. We're going to start this episode as a bit of an intro, a super quick speed workout, quick fire round. You go first. All right, Alice, long socks or short socks? Long socks. Movie or TV series? Movie. Long runner intervals? Definitely long run. Fruit toast or regular toast? Fruit toast forever. Mornings or evenings? 100% evenings. I hate mornings. Definitely knew that one. Okay. All right, your turn. You ready? <clears throat> Warmed up? Ready. Side plank, reverse plank? Side plank. Savage. You will definitely regret that answer <laughs> at some point in the future. Controversial, but Brooks Glycerin or Asics Nimbus? Brooks Glycerin, for sure. Okay, there we go. Post-race, are you going to down a Prosecco or a Margarita? Well, after a protein shake, Margarita. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Good recover. Recovery first. Okay. In a race... Are we going for bike shorts or race briefs? Race briefs. Nice. All right. If you have to live on one meal for one year, are you going to choose A, burger, B, pizza? Oh, without a doubt, burger. Easy. Fair enough. I feel like I knew that one for sure. All right. So we're into the meat of the session. We're going to go back and forth here. Just get to know you sort of questions. You go first. All right. So, Alice, first of all, how long have you been a physio and what made you... I guess, drop the tools now and move on to the Pilates rather than actually being a treating physio right now. Okay. So physio in total, it's been my 10th year as a physio into the decade. Wow. And COVID basically was my pivoting tool in moving from being a treating one-on-one clinician to being in group classes online. So it sort of started off as a little bit of a temporary thing, as every little sort of COVID side hustle. And then it just had some brilliant results, both in the community that was produced and also the results, specifically niching down to the runners. So I've been doing that now for two and a half years, and I absolutely do not look back. I do not miss all the dry needling and the soft tissue, but I do definitely miss the injury management, the diagnosis. But my main thing is that the Pilates for me is now absolutely the main meal. Pretty cool to make such a like a great thing come out of a challenging situation. You know, like obviously you were implicated because you couldn't see patients even though you wanted to um, and you managed to, you know, create Pilates for runners out of that. I think that's really impressive. Thanks. I feel like during that time, if you didn't have something to sink your teeth into, especially in Melbourne, actually starting to go crazy. And look, to be honest, I definitely did go a little bit crazy. I think we all did. But at least something good came out of it. Yeah, I definitely don't look back. And you certainly get your dose of trying to problem solve and treat and manage little niggles with me around. I know, it's true. It's true. I definitely get hands on deck there. Definitely lots of practice. All right, Liz, how many times have you represented Australia in middle distance or distance running? And what was your favorite team? Ooh, I would say I've represented Australia about 10 or 11 times. And I would say my favorite team, this is a tough one, but I think competing at the World Relay Championships has to be up there just because you're competing as part of a team. So we won the bronze medal in the 4x1500 metres and just being on the podium as it was a bit of a shock. I think it was Kenya first, USA second, and we got third. And just no one expected these uh, hyperactive, excitable Australians to be getting onto the podium. So it was super exciting and all the more special being able to share it with the team. You know, athletics is obviously an individual sport, but when you actually get to share it with people around you, it's, it's pretty special. I've seen some photos of that uh, race and that event, and they looked absolutely wild, even the resort that you stayed at. And also, can we just mention the fact that you didn't sort of first up remember how many Australian teams you've been on? I'll have to look back on 
track and cross country and relays. Yeah, <laughs> so good. All right. Next question for you is tell us about what sport did you do growing up and how has that impacted you? Okay, so I grew up a gymnast, which is absolutely the opposite to running. I mean, it's strength, agility, power, flexibility, and running is very much, well, the running that I do is very much endurance. So to be honest, that was actually probably the reason that I'm now doing Pilates. So as gymnasts, we grow up doing probably 80% of the sessions and you're there for hours is strength conditioning, sort of prehab, rehab activation. So you, you spend hours doing that and then moving to the sport of running where especially, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was very much you run, you run, and then you run again. That's your warm up, your set, and your cool down. And to be honest, I actually love that because there wasn't all the faff in between, but that faff is actually crucial for injury prevention and also performance. So I found I got really fast and quite fit really quickly, and then the cracks just warmed. And I could see that in my patients as well, all the runners that aren't doing all those bits of strength and conditioning in between. Obviously, you don't need to be doing flips and handstands and, you know, beam bars and vault, but just the principles of strength and conditioning that were applied to gymnastics is now sort of the foundations of Pilates for runners, essentially. So that's how it was sort of born, essentially. And I think it's really interesting. That's a pretty standard thing to do for most middle and long distance runners is, you know, you jog for a warm up, you're also running for the main session and you're running again for the warm down. It is really interesting because that's just something that people do. Uh, rather than actually taking a step back and reassessing and thinking, all right, well, how can we actually like prevent ourselves from getting injured and improving our performance? Yeah, yeah. It was a massive bit of like putty to sort of gap up there. And that's what I'm trying to create and will continue to try and do, implicate, you know, a little bit of the gymnastics into the running. All right, you're up. What's your most memorable race on the world stage? Not just the team, but the actual race itself. Oh, without a doubt. 1500 meter final at the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow because I just remember like 1500 meters it's a four minute race but every single second of that race the crowd was absolutely wild like you're never really aware of it when you're in the moment you're, you're just racing and your head's in it you often don't even hear your mates cheering you on but I just remember in that race I couldn't push it out like it, the crowd was roaring it was so loud we're in Scotland and Laura Muir was in there and so they're obviously super excited for her and yeah, literally the entire race, the roar was, it, it'll never leave my mind. That is so, like, it's me, actually got goosebumps thinking about that. Do you think Scottish are a bit like the Aussies, though, just love a sporting event? They do. They really get around it, I think, as well, because they had a lot of people competing and competing really well at that time as well. So it is really, Commonwealth Games is very special for them. So much passion. Yeah, absolutely. So great. Okay. So Alice, what is the most challenging Pilates move to master? Okay. So just to backtrack, I did sort of nine years of reformer work before I went to mat. And there's lots of things you can do on the reformers, which is sort of like legs in straps where you come up into a candlestick and you do sort of different moves, etc. But to be honest, I found with the reformer, it does guide you to a degree. So you can be doing these amazing things, but you always have support. You always have the carriage. You've always got the springs. You've always got the straps. And quite honestly, if you go on YouTube and look at reformer fails, I mean, you can, you know, mess up the moves. That's some guilty of that for sure. Some backward rolls and some stacks, all sorts of things that happen. But to be honest, if you know what you're doing with a reformer, it'll guide you and you can always sort of control the movement. So to answer that question, I would say some of the mat moves to do perfectly would be the hardest things to master perfectly, just because you don't have the assistance of the springs the pulleys, the levers, the carriage. So everything you do is literally just raw. It's yourself and it's gravity. Specifically, I would say probably anything single leg, but in a plank position. So if we're thinking about like a single leg knee tuck, adding some sort of twist, 
to that. For example, there's a move that's called the snake. I kind of have to get up and show you, but that's for another time where you're on one leg and you're lifting your hips up and doing a bit of a twist. To do that perfectly is very difficult. Yeah, it's something I only do in the advanced classes. I thought for sure you were going to say something like a hover. Yeah, I feel like that's strenuously hard, but in terms of keeping your form, it's a pretty straightforward thing to do. Yeah. No, I think that, yeah, the technicality of anything single leg always gets people a little bit with ruffled feathers. All right, my question to you, what's your least enjoyed training session and why? Oh, probably a recovery run by myself after doing a really hard session the day before. Fair enough. I feel like that's something I can probably definitely join you with. I can keep up for one of your recovery runs. Yeah, yeah. But if you've done a really hard track session or something the night before and then you're trying to back up early the next morning, especially solo, joints are a little bit creaky. And um, yeah, I reckon that's the toughest one to get through. I reckon I can give you a few good playlists for that. Remind me later. I reckon I've got some really good ant for you. I can help. All right. Alice, And what has been your toughest run or race from memory? I would have to say, adding your stomping grounds, I reckon the um, Puffing Billy run. Savage. I think particularly that day that I did it, it was raining. It was freezing. Super hilly. I did have a massive stack down one of the hills. And then you get to the end and you've got like no clothes. You're in like a crop top and bike pants. You're freezing. And then you've got to catch these Puffing Billy train all the way back to the start. And I got back and I remember I couldn't turn my car keys on because my hands were full. So I don't know if that was actually the toughest race, but it was certainly the toughest experience. Maybe like some rookie preparation there, not having a bag ready at the end. <laughs> to be honest, I actually entered that race under someone else's name because I wasn't supposed to be doing it. Which is also a story for another day. <laughs> Absolutely. That was savage. All right. So Pilates as a training tool for you. Why do you like it? Obviously, slightly biased here. So, well, I think I feel like the answer to this question is like multifaceted. So, I feel like first and foremost, strength and like strength around the, the joints. Um, so that's preventing injuries and also injury performance because you're actually getting stronger. But another element that I really like to it is the mobility, and not necessarily just in the mobility classes. They are my least favorite because I'm so stiff. And while they are quite helpful, I actually find that just just generally in the Pilates for Runners classes, I get mobility through my shoulder, thoracic, hips, ankles. All of that is sort of encompassed in the classes, even though you're not actually targeting mobility. But just as you said before, like getting into the positions requires a little bit of mobility. I love the fact that I can produce the hardest, most sweatiest, most burning class and we'll finish and I'll be like, how did you like that, Liz? And your response will be, it was really good for like my hip joints and my flexibility and my stretch. <laughs> no, that's not the point of the class. That was not a stretch class. No, I think it's great. I feel like it, like your classes always encompass a variety of uh, different things like that. So well played. Yeah. Back paddle. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, last question for you, Al. A piece of clothing or equipment that you cannot run without? My AirPods, 100%. Uh, Obviously, like, shoes are probably the most crucial. But <laughs> in terms of if we're pretending that what you're wearing and your footwear is a given, 100% music and AirPods. Music. Music. Uh, Doesn't specifically. I just don't like the cords. So that's why I've specified AirPods. Okay. The cords and me, just I can't deal with that. So, so I'm all for the cords because if you drop your phone, you've got something to catch it before it hits the ground. That doesn't catch it. It falls out. Oh, my God. No, I've, I've seen very, very successfully caught my phone well my headphones have caught my phone still attached to my ears and uh, i've seen your phone case that is very cracked i feel like i don't know how many times that's actually happened well i can confirm okay yeah fair enough yeah i just don't like dealing with cords so yeah music and your final question if you had to choose your top two recovery tools so you're all about recovery and i can learn so much for you because i have in the past done things very wrong you're like the recovery queen when it comes down to it to be honest if you could only choose two there's obviously heaps 
What are your top two and why? Easy. Sleep and nutrition. I think are two key things to recover because sleep is obviously the work when your body is actually physically recovering from the sessions. And the same thing, getting in adequate nutrition immediately after your session is absolutely crucial to that recovery as well. I know people love to do sort of, you know, foam rolling and all that kind of things. And I think they're really great one percenters, but the, the most important thing for recovery, in my opinion, is sleep and nutrition. I feel like I can very much be the sleep one of the duo. I feel like sleep is my super skill, but you're incredibly good with your nutrition, like straight up. You don't even feel like eating and you'll be like still sweaty and you'll still like have your running gear on and you'll be slamming at your barney in the kitchen just to get your recovery and I'm so impressed by that. I mean, I think it's something you've got to slowly teach yourself and no one ever feels like eating immediately after particularly a hard training session. It's literally the last thing you want to do but we, that you feel like doing, but it's like getting in, you know, appropriate protein and carbs like as close to the finish of your session is super, super important to just well, to be able to absorb the training that you've done, but also to be able to back up the next day or for your next session, whatever that is. And it is trainable because I was always that person. I was like, no, I feel too sick and I don't feel like it. But you've like literally trained me and it's definitely trainable. It's yeah, I've been impressed. I've been impressed how well you've uh, changed yeah. your ways. Yeah. yeah. It's just trying to live like a pro. I have no business being here, but I'm going to give it a crack. Yeah, it's not just a pros though. It is for, yeah. for anyone. Absolutely. You know, to feel good for the rest of the day, making sure that you're hydrated so you don't have a headache if you have to go to work after. There's, you know, ways that nutrition can play a massive role for anyone that's competing or training. It's true. And also I feel like just your body just feels so much better. I used to always get like lots of little like musculoskeletal like just niggles that you can kind of run through. Ever since you get your nutrition right, that stuff is a thing of the past. It's actually a game changer, which is probably another podcast in itself. I think you're right. Tune in for next time. Yeah. On that note, thanks for listening. <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, and good night.